You're listening to the Vendo Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vendo Podcast. Super excited to have you all here. Um, if you didn't see the first episode, my name is Nicholas Martinez, and I'm the senior marketing strategist here. And uh, joined today by my wonderful colleague, Daria. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Nicholas. My name is Daria, and I'm a digital media buyer here at Vendo. I help brands and all of our clients to drive external traffic back to Amazon and Walmart. Awesome. Yeah. And so um, the point of today's podcast is to really uh, start breaking into a lot of the external marketing and advertising strategies uh, we do here at Vendo to support the uh, brands that we work with on Amazon. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar um, with the terminology external marketing and advertising, um, we say external when it is outside of the Amazon uh, marketplace, outside of the Amazon platform. So to a lot of people that run, you know, um, Facebook ads, Google ads, all those types of things, the word external might seem a little foreign, but again, uh, it's external to Amazon. So we're going to jump into why uh, you should even be advertising and marketing off Amazon for Amazon. We're going to go over some of the uh, more popular platforms, some of the least popular ones um, that we work with, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest. Um, and we're also going to go into some of the different sales attribution tools. So you can see um, how you can actually uh, monitor and account for um, sales. And uh, this is going to be more of an overview about the different platforms and kind of the big question of why do we do this and, and a little bit of how we do it. Um, and then in future episodes, we're going to go into more detail. So we'll have a special episode dedicated to Facebook and Instagram, Google and YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest, um, and, you know, whatever else is out there that can be used to drive traffic, build brand awareness and uh, drive sales, of course. So we'll jump right in now to um, the big question of why. Why do you want to advertise and market off of Amazon for Amazon? I mean, you probably think, you know, I got onto Amazon because it has all these tools, all these promotional opportunities. I can advertise on Amazon. I have all these, all this traffic. Why, why should I spend time, um, you know, uh, spending money off of Amazon? Well, that's a good question. And, and you know, a lot, of, um, a lot of sellers on Amazon go through that thought process. And, you know, maybe right now isn't necessarily the, the right time for you to consider off Amazon uh, marketing, but you know, maybe it is, maybe you've hit a plateau um, and you kind of feel like you've gotten as far as you can uh, for the most part with the resources on Amazon. Um, or maybe you're just looking to really realize some hyper growth, you know, maybe you've got a big budget or, and, and it's not being used uh, on Amazon. So you want to figure out other platforms to uh, use that advertising and marketing budget um, to help support your Amazon business. Um, or maybe you already have, you know, a big presence on paid media uh, platforms for your own direct-to-consumer website um, or for other purposes, and you want to add an Amazon component to that. Um, so there's a lot of different reasons why you might want to, um, but uh, I'll go over kind of the big, the, the big reasons. And, and the, really one of the biggest reasons is that um, is how Amazon's algorithm um, systematically values external traffic. And, um, you know, I don't think that this can be proven with 100% certainty, but 
it's certainly been shared in the Amazon world, um, particularly in the last six months or so. Um, a lot of experts and thought leaders are supporting this idea. And that is that the Amazon algorithm is systematically structured to value externally driven sales at a three to one ratio. So really what that means is if you're bringing traffic from outside of Amazon onto Amazon and you're driving a sale, Amazon's algorithm is gonna value that sale at three times the rate um, that they would a sale that just started within the Amazon platform. So this is a really, really huge reason because um, if you get a sale, let's say on Facebook, you, you drive that sale to face, uh, Amazon, that sale is worth three times the amount of the sale had you gotten it through an Amazon ad or some other Amazon tool. So right there is, is kind of the overarching theme for the importance of, of driving off Amazon traffic back to Amazon. And then I think another big theme um, is going to be owning your customer data. Um, and so as we all know, it's, it's very difficult to own your customer data on Amazon. Uh, Amazon, um, through its infrastructure uh, in terms of service, has um, guards in place to prevent customer information, emails, addresses, uh, phone numbers, et cetera. Really all that customer information you don't have access to, um, at least not easily, and, uh, and it's definitely lessening. So if you're able to capture that information before you take that person to Amazon, it's not only within the terms of service of Amazon, but it's gonna further strengthen your, your marketing abilities, right? Because if you have that uh, email or that phone number or that name or that address, you've got a lead list. You've got people that you know are interested in your product and your brand and you can now remarket to them um, and do all kinds of things. I mean, you can ask for reviews, you can drive future purchases, you can announce new product launches, do exclusives. You know, if you have your own direct to consumer site, this probably all sounds really familiar because you know, you probably do this for your, your direct to consumer business. But again, it's, it's more unique for, um, for Amazon. And so really the objectives of driving off Amazon traffic into Amazon is to maximize brand and product exposure, maximize search ranking. We'll get into some details about how you can actually boost your search ranking um, in an aggressive way. Um, it's to bring in customer contact information for future remarketing purposes. Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, 51% um, of product searches do start on Amazon. So yes, you're going to get majority of uh, people already going on Amazon. But what about that other 49%, right? Um, that other 49% is, is still looking elsewhere. They might be looking at social media or Google. So it, it's good to be active um, in any way possible on those different platforms. And um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Facebook here. Um, and then uh, Daria will, will jump right into to Instagram, Google, YouTube. Um, but just some cool stats about Facebook. I don't know if you're advertising on Facebook already, but 90% um, of social media users are on Facebook. And 31% uh, of the world's population is active on Facebook. I mean, that's a huge chunk. That's 2.4 billion people active monthly on Facebook. So um, with that, you've got tons of different audiences that you can market to. Um, and what's really great about Facebook advertising just in general, not related to Amazon, is that one, it has robust audience targeting abilities. I mean, you can, you can target from you know, demographics, economic level, um, all kinds of things. Um, and it has a lot of different ad formats. Um, 
Daria, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the ad formats. We'll, we'll have another podcast about more detail, but some of the different ad formats or how you can customize ads on Facebook that's, that's powerful. Definitely. I would say Facebook has the most sophisticated ad platform. And as Nick said, it's one of the biggest social media platforms. They own Instagram, they own WhatsApp, they're growing Messenger, and they have a lot of amazing tools that you have to check out. There is Facebook for agencies. There is also Facebook Blueprint University that has a great courses about Facebook advertising. Facebook ads have, has different goals. So for example, you can choose um, driving a traffic to your website, or in our case, driving traffic back to Amazon. So that will be website clicks um, ad campaign. Or you can set up conversions like add to cart purchase. Those are more relevant for D2C to direct to consumer website. But if you, if you will create a landing page, then you can create a goal that that conversion will be um, equal to that landing page. So you can also create conversion ads. Um, you can also drive traffic back to your Facebook page, scale your Facebook page, create Instagram ads. Um, those are all the possibilities of Facebook advertising. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really so powerful. And, um, you know, uh, that, that's, that's a perfect example of some of the capabilities here at Vendo um, to really, you know, go above and beyond in, in growing your Amazon business. Um, and, and I think, you know, a couple other points on Facebook um, that are, um, you know, really valuable is, is how easy it can be to capture customer contact info. Um, you know, you can have ads where with one click, they're basically submitting their email because it's already pre-filled in um, or with one click they're getting put into your Facebook Messenger um, uh, lead list so you can have a bot you know maybe through a service such as ManyChat you can have an automatic bot conversing with the uh, prospective customer um, and then uh, you can have them on your lead list so you know after they purchase you have them um, there to remarket to, to ask for reviews, to provide customer service, you know, post-purchase follow-up, or even before, before their purchase. Like, let's say they see their ad, your ad, you give them a discount code maybe to go purchase, and then they never use that discount code and they never purchase. Well, if you never got that person's contact info, you wouldn't be able to actually see uh, or sorry, follow up with them and uh, kind of incentivize them further to finish that process of checking out. But with Facebook ads and in an in a integration through ManyChat, uh, integrating through with Zapier into Seller Central, I, I know I just mentioned a lot there, but um, we, we can create these systems. So everything is on autopilot. And um, if a customer purchases, it goes right into, you know, customer service follow-up. If a customer doesn't purchase, a prospective customer doesn't purchase, it goes into maybe giving them a bigger discount or creating some type of urgency. So all kinds of fun stuff we can do there. I don't want to spoil the, the future podcast, but just a little bit there to um, give you guys some insight. Um, but yeah, unless you have anything else about Facebook, Dario, we can jump into Instagram. Yep. Um, we will dive deeper into Facebook advertising and many channel functionality, definitely. Yeah podcast. Um, Instagram ads are part of Facebook ads. So whenever you create the robust um, Instagram ads, you will have to do it from the Facebook business manager. And Instagram ads are the way, uh, the great way for um, e-commerce owners and for Amazon merchants uh, to access that audience. First of all, it's a rapidly growing audience. In 2019, it was over 2 billion people also using Instagram. Instagram um, 
it's something that I think everybody's daily using and scrolling. So it's, it's a very, very popular app. There are two ways you can drive back traffic from Instagram to Amazon is to create a website click links um, ad that will land on Instagram. So you will only select um, Instagram Explore, Instagram Search and Instagram Stories in your settings when you create the Facebook ad. So whenever somebody will see your story and when they swipe up, they will go to your Amazon listing. Another way is you can create the sales funnel or landing page. So whenever you create an Instagram ad, you can insert that link again in the swipe up and land your future customers on the landing page where they will leave you their information like phone number or email. And then you can use that for remarketing. Remarketing, remarketing is that something we always um, want whenever we create ads for Amazon, right? So yeah, Instagram is an amazing tool that I think everybody should utilize marketing strategy um, awesome yeah and and, and it, it's um on a slightly different note but um you know we should probably uh plan a future episode around this um and and that is influencer marketing so we do a lot of influencer marketing um specifically with instagram uh influencers uh, a little bit of youtube and and now evolving into tiktok as well um but yeah definitely definitely a topic we'll have to plan out for the future yeah, and hopefully we'll have a TikTok episode as well. TikTok is brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, I will talk about Google Ads a little bit. So why driving traffic from Google back to Amazon? Well, because Google is the biggest search engine in the world. Google has all of our information. And when I say Facebook is the most sophisticated ad platform, Google has more data on us than Facebook because we use Google Maps, we use Gmail. Some of our people have Android. Of course, search is the biggest um, factor there. So Google ads are, are a great way to drive external traffic back to Amazon, especially to create Google shopping ads. So whenever you create Google shopping ads, you can actually show the product that you're selling there. Um, one of the beautiful parts of the Google ads is to use in segment uh, targeting. So it's basically similar to Facebook's targeting because Google can match audience data to um, whoever ever visited your website, for example. So it has very, very robust targeting. Excellent, Daria. And um, what about YouTube? Uh, I, I know you've been doing quite a bit there. And, and uh, I, I've, I've heard that uh, YouTube is, is one of the more, um, is it more inexpensive or more expensive? What, it depends. It depends on the customer. It's a matter yeah. of testing. YouTube ads is a part of a Google ads. So whenever you will be creating your YouTube ads, you will create it from the Google ads platform. Um, YouTube is again, it's a, we call it the second search engine because currently, especially Generation Z, they don't Google stuff. They YouTube it, right? So it's 1 billion hours of YouTube content watched per day. Imagine how many people are on YouTube daily. It's the second most visited website in the world. It has um, 37 of all the worldwide mobile traffic belongs to YouTube. So yeah, YouTube ads, um, they tend to be more expensive than Google ads, but it, again, it depends on your advertising history. It depends on the product we're promoting. It depends the cost per click. It depends on the keyword difficulty, but we can definitely bring the cost per conversion or cost per click down with YouTube ads, but it's definitely worth testing. So again, we can ads on YouTube where we will drive traffic straight to the Amazon listing or we will drive traffic to the landing page where we can collect data. 
Interesting. And um, with YouTube, um, do you do you pay on that ad uh, if it, if someone doesn't watch the full like thirty second ad, or do you only have to pay if they've watched the full amount? You can actually select um, when you pay and how you pay. So in okay. the pricing, yeah, you can select when if, if people will watch that full three seconds, then you'll definitely pay. Oh, okay, yeah, because I know I know me. I, I'm usually clicking skip, counting down the timer until I can click skip. But um, I guess if it's if if you got a you know a, an ad genius behind the ad then like yourself maybe maybe you'll get my attention. <laughs> <laughs> there is also uh, different landings for the YouTube ads, so it's not only the in-stream video. Yeah. It's also in search or in other placements. Definitely, um, definitely, and um, you know, uh, Daria, you mentioned something um, interesting there about you know driving to either landing page or maybe to the straight to Amazon. And I think that's an important um, thing to point out across all of these different ad platforms um, is that um, more likely than not, you're, you're going to want to have a, uh, something in the middle of the product page in the ad, unless you are super sure that the traffic that you're driving to Amazon is very qualified and ready to purchase because uh, a lot of advertisers make this mistake when driving to Amazon is they think, oh, just take an ad, drive it straight to the product page. That'll, you know, minimize the obstacles to purchase and, and get them to that buy box as quick as possible. And, and typically that is, that is true with more traditional, you know, maybe driving to your website or um, cause you can drive to a product page and, and still provide that brand awareness experience. But um, with, with Amazon, you know, one of the issues with doing that is that um, it's an algorithmic based marketplace, right? Your, your direct to consumer website doesn't care, uh, you know, how many people bounce necessarily. They're not going to change the ranking of your, it's not going to change the ranking of your products, the visibility of your products based on how many people bounce. Obviously you don't want a high bounce rate on your website either, but it's not going to affect the visibility of your products once people actually get to your website. Whereas with Amazon, if you drive thousands of unqualified people to the product page, and, and you haven't vetted them and you haven't moved them th down that sales funnel to, to where they're ready to purchase, well, they're most likely going to bounce. And then that conversion rate is going to drop on that product page. And what that means is your organic ranking is going to drop, which means your sales are most likely going to drop because less people are finding your product. And so a lot of people, if they just jump, jump right into off Amazon to Amazon advertising and marketing, um, and they do it in that way, they actually might see sales decline. Like they could be doing worse than before. And, and that's a big reason why. So while driving to the product page to that buy box, uh, you know, theoretically sounds good. Um, you definitely want to only do that when you have really qualified that traffic. Like if someone has said, okay, I want to buy now, give me a discount code, give me a link. I'm ready to go. Or, you know, they've taken some sort, sort of positive actions, time and time again, then maybe that'll work. But more likely than not, you're probably, we're probably going to, you know, you probably should uh, drive it to a landing page. Um, you know, the landing page can be on your website. There's third party landing pages out there, such as landing cube, um, Zon pages, AMZ promoter, um, or what's really great about Amazon is the brand stores. Um, and I'll actually get a little bit into that at, towards the end of here, but kind of just wanted to point that out. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree with you. And I also wanted to mention that um, whenever you drive traffic back to a brand store, you have to make sure that your um, your list is qualified. So the leads have to be on the uh, 
almost top of the funnel, it has to be warm list, right? So the customers have to be warm up to your product already. So I would definitely uh, use retargeting. So it will be a lookalike audience or it will be an audience that purchased in last 180 days um, and some of them didn't actually convert it or I would target your abandoned checkouts. So yeah, I definitely agree that it shouldn't be called targeting and you shouldn't just send out people who don't know anything about your product to your Amazon page. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, we've covered a lot already. Um, I think we have, uh, you want to go over Snapchat and Pinterest? Yep. Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat is another great advertising platform. And what I really like about it is that you don't have to have an active Snapchat profile as a business. You don't have to post on it. You don't have to have videos. You don't have to have all that silly doggy faces there in order to create ads. So Snapchat is one of the platforms that has their profile separate from their ads plat a platform or their Snapchat ads manager. So all you have to do as an advertiser is to create a Snapchat business manager or Snapchat ad manager that takes less than five minutes. And then you can start creating ads and advertising. Uh, Snapchat is unique in the sense that the audience or demographics of Snapchatters is very young. So it's uh, up and coming. Um, a lot of businesses are turning towards Snapchat because the buy buying power right now belongs to Generation Z. So it's over 229 million per day that they're using Snapchat daily. And it's, um, it's a lot, it's a huge power. So if your brand has um, cute videos because videos perform the best on Snapchat or has videos that will work, that will speak to that generation, I would definitely explore Snapchat advertising because of the demographics there is, is the biggest uh, power of that, right? And also you can utilize Snapchat uh, because it has a very robust targeting. They are pulling um, targeting from Experian, I believe. So they have very, very um, sophisticated targeting platform. You can target by interest, by demographics. You can target by um, very interesting um, keyword clouds, for example, surf goers or beach bumps. So they have a very specific and very different from Facebook or Google ad platform. So I would definitely Snapchat, you know, if you're in fashion, if you're in beauty, if you're in lifestyle or anything that you think um, if your content is, can be usable on Snapchat. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. I was just going to ask um, what type of products do best on there, you think, but anything kind of geared towards that younger demographic, um, younger generation, beauty, lifestyle, fashion. And um, how easy is it for, um, for someone who is seeing this Snapchat ad to, to actually, you know, take an action and, and maybe want to go purchase or, or learn more about the brand? Um, what kind of capabilities does Snapchat have? So Snapchat ads has different types of ads. The most used ones are the swipe up swipe up ads so whenever you see it let's say video or a picture you just swipe up and you go to the link that can be again the amazon brand store or it can be a landing page so um, most of all of these ads are driving traffic to some landing page so yeah it's a swipe up ad awesome and uh looks like the last platform we're going to talk about today is pinterest although we should have we should have uh, included TikTok in this, but uh, we'll 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 save that for uh, for later. Um, yeah. But yeah, Pinterest this this is a more uh, lesser used uh, platform I think for driving back to Amazon as as is Snapchat actually. Um, so I, I'm sure people are 
are going to be excited to kind of hear how, how we've been using Pinterest at Vendo. Yep. Pinterest, um, I would say uh, we got a lot of requests about Pinterest and Pinterest sees right now a very huge spike in user, in user um, base and in general in usage because of the COVID-19 crisis. And the main reason is because it's politics free platform. People go there for inspiration. People go there for motivation. People create their own boards. Uh, I would say brands that are, again, in beauty, in style, food and drink, anything visual, they would benefit from advertising on Pinterest. What is very interesting about Pinterest is that um, the majority of the audience are female, and most of them are in, in their um, in their age of 25 to 45. And usually uh, females who are creating their boards, their income is over um, $80,000. That's what that, the statistics of the advertising is saying. So whenever somebody is creating a board or whenever somebody is pinning something, they're more likely to buy it because of the nature of the platform. So Pinterest is a great um, platform for conversions. And if you are targeting female only, that's your platform for sure. Yeah, all, all very interesting points. And um, I think something that's unique about Pinterest too, that's different than some of the other platforms is um, at least organically, you know, the, the content that you're putting up there can go months without really gaining traction. And then all of a sudden, you know, it starts gaining traction. It's not going to, it's not like Instagram where, you know, something posted five, 10 days ago isn't showing up anymore on your feed. Um, you can come across really old pins and, and, you know, depending on the season or the, you know, current social or cultural environment, um, all of a sudden, you know, your pins could be more relevant than ever. And that could drive some, some additional sales. And I know on the organic side of things too, that, um, you know, some, a lot of brands will create uh, discount boards or, or boards with, with discount codes in there. So, you know, if someone's pinning your, um, pinning your posts because, they love the aesthetic or they just, you know, want to save it maybe as a wish list item down the road. Well, there's a discount code, there's a link, it drives to Amazon, helps, you know, with ranking, helps with sales, all of that type of thing. So, um, you know, not just on the paid side, but also on the organic side, you can get really creative with Pinterest. And um, I think you'll see that it'll, it'll start taking off quickly. Like we just launched a Pinterest page for um, a protein bar brand less than two months ago, I think. Um, and it's already getting over 300,000 monthly views. Um, and, and, you know, it doesn't have to all be your original content, not at all. Um, pin, Pinterest, um, you know, if you're not familiar, is, is a lot about just pinning other people's content and creating boards with other people's content. So, for example, with the Protein Bark <coughs> company, uh, they focus on the keto diet. And so there's lots of keto recipes, keto photography, keto content, keto fitness inspiration. And so you can create boards and then use those pins to, to get your brand out there even more. So kind of has this interesting multiplier effect where you can really reach audiences very quickly, either organically or, and or paid. Definitely. And to add about Pinterest, that like people use Pinterest to usually shop and plan. So people already have, have that decision-making step already, right? So they're not a cold audience anymore. So whenever people are coming to Pinterest, they already have something in mind. So they're more likely to purchase a certain item or from, from that board. Yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting married soon, as you know, Daria. And uh, we've actually uh, uh, created our vision board um, 
for the for the wedding using Pinterest. So it's a really great tool, and I'm sure you know some of those items or products uh, for the the decoration and design will will uh, come specifically from those pins. So um, just a good example there. Oh, that's awesome because we're getting married as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, it, it's a it's a crazy time to you know be planning a wedding during is and a lot of uncertainty. Um, well, cool. So so yeah, I mean that that covers the main platforms that we wanted to go over today. Again, TikTok we'll have to include in an upcoming one. Um, but I think you know without going into too much detail, I think it's important to let people know um, you know how they can actually track sales. Um, that's a big question mark over a lot of people's heads when, when they're considering driving off Amazon traffic is how do I know if I'm making any money on this? How do I know if it's working? And, you know, you've, you've got the, the, the uh, kind of more traditional ways that are built into the platforms. Um, but when it, when it comes to Amazon, it gets trickier, right? Um, but there are some tools out there that we recommend. Uh, one of the tools is called the Amazon Attribution Beta Program. Uh, that's a new program that Amazon came out with. And by new, I think it's, you know, it's less than a year old. Um, it's still in beta. Um, so it's got some improvement. But basically, Amazon came out with this program as a way to um, try to um, overcome that hesitation that a lot of sellers on the platform have. They knew that people were unhappy with the attribution data they were getting. And so Amazon came out with this and, and it's fairly easy to use. It has a 14 day attribution window. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that, that would be a recommended one. Another option is the Amazon associates program. That program has been around for a while. It's an affiliate program, or at least that's how it was originally designed. Um, you can earn, you know, uh, anywhere from like five to 10% commission back on every sale. So, you know, when you're considering your advertising budget and your margin um, and, you, you can implement that five to 10% commission, depending on the category, usually it's 5%. And, uh, you know, that's some money back. Um, and it does track sales um, up to only a 24 hour attribution window, though, which um, is, is a drawback for sure. Uh, the person just has to add the product to their cart within 24 hours. And then they actually have 90 days to purchase. So as long as they're adding it to their cart within 24 hours, um, you know, it'll usually pick up that sale. Um, and then there's uh, uh, attribution through the brand store. Um, so if you have brand registry on Amazon, you know, you have a registered, uh, registered trademark that you have, um, you know, enrolled with the Amazon brand registry program, uh, you can create a brand store, you know, um, www.amazon.com forward slash, you know, insert your brand name. It's a, it's a cool custom URL, vanity URL. And, um, you can track sales that are driven to that brand store within a 14 day attribution window. And you can actually tag the links. Um, so you can have a link for email, you can have a link for Facebook, Google, you can have different links for Facebook, you know, maybe you want Facebook link one, two, three, whatever the purpose is, uh, whatever the purpose is so that you can really kind of get it granular with how you're, you're tracking your data. Um, you can of course use discount codes. Uh, that's always a very, um, you know, a uh, pretty seamless way. Uh, you can you can use the code, you can download the all orders report, see the promotions that were used. Um, now, all of these things that I just mentioned are really good in tracking sales, but they're not so great in sending that data back to the ad manager, right? So if you're running a Facebook ad and you're driving sales and you're able to see it because you used a discount code or you used an associate's link, well, that's great. You know, you drove that sale, but 
that doesn't mean the Facebook ad is now getting stronger. It's not optimizing for that sale. And that is a big gap in the process and, and does cause a lot of issues. And so here at Vendo, we've been coming, coming up with different workarounds and a lot of people, you know, in the industry that are really focused on um, these tactics um, have come up with some workarounds. And, and one of the ones that we've used, give a shout out to uh, Yev at Zontracker. Uh, he's a great guy over there and very helpful. Um, he's developed uh, this third-party tool that basically um, allows for communication between Amazon Seller Central and Facebook Business Manager. So if anybody sees your, uh, your ad on Facebook Business Manager and then they go and they purchase off Seller Central, Zontracker communicates between the two and lets Facebook know that the sale happened. So now Facebook can uh, optimize itself for that sale and, and narrow the, the audience targeting and, and so on and so forth. Um, it's not, you know, it doesn't work 100% and, and Yev will be the first one to, to say that, um, but he's got a great team of people himself um, and uh, as well that are always working on fine tuning it. And so it's, it's definitely better than nothing and, and um, recommended to use. And then there's also different um, services that create uh, special links like Pixelfy Me um, we use. And Pixelfy Me is really great because it allows you to pixelate a, uh, I think that's a word, pixelate. Uh, it allows you, or Pixelfy, I guess, Pixelfy a link. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, you know, you, you, you can't put a pixel a Google pixel or a Facebook pixel on your Amazon product page. But if you're using a pixel find me link, it, it doubles as a pixel and wait a minute. There's, there's one more thing there. Uh, you can also target a keyword. So if anyone, if you guys are familiar with super URLs, two-step URLs, um, all those types of kind of URLs that help with ranking. Well, pixel find me is that and more. So you can actually put a keyword in there. And so imagine this, you're running an ad, you're given a discount code out. They ask for the link. You give them the link. It's a Pixelfy Me link. It's targeting keto bars because back to my example, you're, you're a keto brand. Now, every time someone clicks that link, it's driving your ranking up a little bit more for that keyword, um, especially, of course, if they're, if they're making a purchase. Um, so you're, you're getting uh, uh, sales attribution data through the Pixelfy Me link. You're getting keyword ranking increased. Um, you can add a pixel in there. Um, you can track clicks, all that fun stuff. So uh, those are some uh, kind of overview of some of the different tools. And uh, we'll, we'll, again, we'll go into more detail um, in future podcasts. Um, Dara, did I cover all those sales attribution tools or using anything I didn't mention? Or You would definitely use Pixelfy Me, yeah. uh, Tracker, just the native ad platforms and their um, dashboards and analytics. Google Analytics, you can also set up goals. So in Google Analytics, if you're using Google Ads, you can see um, the revenue and you can see how much um, of the goals being completed if you're selling to Amazon. Yeah, I would definitely connect Google Analytics. And we also have Zapier. No, yeah. So, uh, Zapier is a great tool. It's basically zaps <laughs> uh, two different applications in between each other. So something that is not working or not integrated with each other, you can actually integrate through Zapier to explain it in a more simple way. So yeah, you can create zaps between Google ads or between Google analytics and uh, Amazon seller central. You can create a zap between Facebook and many chat back to Amazon seller central. So yeah, so they can exchange information and you can see uh, the completion again of that goals of sales or purchasers or add to cart. 
Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And I, I think a, a good call out too, in addition to all this, um, you know, direct attribution data is the indirect attribution, right? The organic sales increase that you see as a result of all these efforts. And, and that's another big part. Um, I've talked to, uh, um, you know, different advertising um, managers, media buyers, um, such as yourself, Daria, and, and some of them will say that they consider a, a Facebook ad to Amazon successful, even if it's just breaking even on direct attribution, because when they go and look at the indirect sales increase, you know, basically you're, you're, you're driving more sales from the ads. So now your rankings increasing. Now you're seeing getting found by a lot more customers organically on the marketplace and your sales are going up. So when, when looking at how you're um, kind of considering your, your um, success with any of these things, always look at your total sales increase um, in addition to the, uh, the ad direct ad generated sales. Yeah, definitely. And it's, of course, it's very good for your brand awareness. It's great for the overall image of the brand. It's great for ranking and it's just a long-term strategy. I would, I would also look at the external, not as a um, one week or one day strategy. I would look at the long-term strategy where you're building out your image on social media or on search as Google or any other platforms. Definitely. Well, um, I think we I think we got a lot of information out there, Daria, um, especially for an overview. So uh, hopefully this was valuable for everyone listening or watching. Um, you know, there's a lot more where this came from. We're really excited to to share it all with you. But just to kind of run down some of the key aspects we just talked about, um, you know, why why should you be doing any of this? There's a lot of reasons. But, um, uh, you know, again, Amazon is valuing this external traffic at three times the rate. So if you're going to put your efforts outside of, you know, if you're going to look outside of Amazon to put your efforts, just remember that, you know, that three times multiplier. Um, and then, you know, if, if, if having customer data is always uh, is a concern of yours and you're just thinking, oh, I wish I had an email list of all my customers or I wish I could, you know, have a list of people to announce this new product launch to, but darn Amazon, they, they never share that stuff with me. Well, just know, you know, where, there is, where there's a will, there's a way. And uh, you, you can figure it out. Um, you know, if, if not on your own, feel free to, um, you know, contact us and, and we'd be happy to help out. Um, but yeah, that, that was Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest. A um, lot of info there. Um, if you want to email us, it's hello at vendocommerce.com. Um, you can also find us across all social platforms um, at vendo or at vendo.commerce. Um, feel free to follow us, reach out. Um, don't be a stranger. Yep. Thank you, Nick. That was a great, great podcast series. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll, we'll see you in the coming weeks. Have a great day.